Welcome to Go Home Eat, a wrestling podcast. I have Jared here, and we are going to be discussing the world of pro wrestling. As far as Impact, AEW, and New Japan go. Yeah, not a whole lot going on in New Japan either. There's like a weird stipulation match coming up between Evil and Yano. What is it? Uh, so you get to vote on the stipulation. The two stipulations presented. Yano wanted a match, a blindfold match, but the kicker is that you don't start blindfolded. There's four blindfolds on each of the ring posts, and the objective is to get a blindfold on your opponent, and then normal rules apply in terms of submissions and pins. The match but, beyond. <laughs> the match beyond the match beyond. Right. <laughs> uh, and then Evil's stipulation is... Every so often in the match, the lights just go out. <laughs> the lights just get turned off every, like, two minutes. Oh, wow. Either one of those is weird. Yeah. Ugh. I'm I'm kind of hoping it's, it's the blindfold match, though. Just because that sounds, at the very least, funnier. Yes. Well, it's cool the lights that- going out is, is uh, on product, uh, product for... Uh- Evil. Evil, King yes. of Darkness, you know yes, what I mean? Right, right, right. On brand. On brand. On brand, yes. Impact Wrestling. Highlights of Hardcore Justice. Jazz loses and is going to be retiring this evening. Omega and Co. lose. TJP versus Alexander starts out your show. These guys are awesome, obviously. Alexander gets the win. I'm going to go through this fairly quickly. I'm going to get to the parts that I think are important going forward to the realm of wrestling. Um, Carl Anderson wrestles Crazy Steve in a match that's pretty, pretty freaking good. Um, Crazy Carl Steve's, Anderson's pretty good. Yeah, and and the, the thing was, you know, the Good Brothers are instrumental in losing the match with Omega, so they kind of need to get their steam back, and so they do this wrestling Crazy Steve, who has if Carl Anderson is better than you may think he is, Crazy Steve is light years better than you think he is, although not quite as good as Carl Anderson. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, but but. It wins it on a clean spine buster finish. I don't recall the last time I saw okay. that. But I guess it was probably an Arn Anderson match. Pine to the spine. Wait. Yes, yes. S- spine to the pine. Yes. I got that flipped. Yeah, you might want to keep that straight. Yeah. Swinger's Palace. Bravo Swinger, the Swinglets, Alicia, Madman, Fulton. Um, obviously. Ah. Follow ball. No, silly. The guy that rolls with Fulton. Oh, uh, Ace Austin. Yeah, my favorite guy on the whole thing. Yeah, Ace Austin are there, and they want to know the odds, and he's not the favorite. Um, TJP walks up, and TJP TJP is the favorite, and then Alexander walks up, and uh, at Hardcore Justice, his tag team partner was Petey Williams for something because you each got to pick their own tag partners. Petey Williams comes in with his... uh, Little Papa Pump outfit on, oh, yeah, and gives us Steiner math to re-explain the percentages of how this could work. Let's go and why Alexander would win, which saves the whole thing. It was great, and uh, then then we wind up moving on to where Willie Mac and Eddie somehow or another get into it with Violent by Design. Turns out Ey wasn't the one that jumped. Tommy Dreamer backstage during the Hardcore Justice thing, but they're willing to fight. They they hit the ring. 
Saban and Storm come to even up the odds. And so at the pay-per-view, we're going to get an eight-man tag with Willie Mack, Eddie, Saban, Storm versus Violent by Design. Perrazzo is warned by Scott Demore, don't interrupt Jazz's retirement ceremony. You, it's bad enough you put her away. Let's just let it go at that. So, of course, we know what's going to happen. Somebody yeah. else is going to interrupt, right? But it's not going to be her because she's in trouble if she does it. I'm going to guess it's Susie. No, no, no. Susan, it won't be. They're going to no. fool you if that was your guess. Tennille has some form of a segment called What About Me where it looks like she will have different people interviewing her every week. <laughs> Instead of her interviewing other people. <laughs> Such a good gimmick. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Now she did she did point out like Gia was asking her questions, but she didn't answer any of the questions Gia asked her. She just pointed out that basically she's the genesis of the women's evolution revolution. She was in NXT doing her boop 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 thing you know, a little bit prior to the four horse. Thought she did like the Egyptian or something. Like yeah. That. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then the, she does have a good little run and slide body thing. If you're in the corner, it's kind of rough looking. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, so that was cool that she kind of somehow or another managed to make herself the genesis of the evolution of women's yes. wrestling, which is very it, Stephanie McMahon of her or Jericho ish. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Jericho ish. Yes. Um, this, okay. So, this is over. We get to Jazz Jordan in the ring. Jazz is trying to retire. Tasha Steeles and Kier Hogan come out. This turns into them arguing, and Jordan's like, "Why don't you come down here and get this whooping?" So, ding ding. It's she's not a retired yet. She's like non great Muda retired. You know, what non-title I non-title mean? match. She wins. The whole locker room comes out, applauds. She says she stops during this, and you can tell she's a little taken aback by all the affection. Of course, she's really done this time around. She does go to Tommy, say that he was there with her from day one, and hugs his neck. And then um, when she goes backstage, Scott Demore says, hey, I'm going to give you a championship match with Hogan and Steels after he tells Hogan and Steels that. She's like, look, no offense, Scott, but I'm really done. Okay. And so she says, but that doesn't mean Jordan doesn't deserve a tag title shot. And Jazz says, I have the perfect person to be your partner. Just trust me. So we're going to get a surprise partner okay. at the pay-per-view for them, right? Which okay. is cool. Who do you think it's going to be? I got no clue who is available right now to walk out. Although they have been doing promos for... A punk rock style character. She's a, she's not. I don't think she's a TNA original. But what is her name? She was a really good little wrestler they had for a while, and she's been doing promos and she's coming back as a punk rock, whatever. Lee, what promos in the bathroom? Always good. Always. But great. it's a it's like a CBGB's bathroom. Oh, yeah. Not quite, though, because even though Impact's willing to go dirty, they're not willing to go CBGB's dirty. But, you know, stickers no. on the wall's dirty, that kind of thing. Lipstick yeah. on the on the mirror dirty. But I think that could be her, but that would be so obvious. It doesn't feel like a twist twist. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I would guess ODB makes more sense. I was thinking ODB. It makes more sense right there. Our man Myers... And Cordonia are not done with each other yet, by God. 
even though they thought they were, but they're not, but then they are. They pick one another's partners for today's matches as they are going to match, fight each other at the pay-per-view coming up. Myers has to wrestle Jake. Something he goes over. Myers picks Cordonia's par, uh, opponent, which is Sammy Callahan. Callahan comes out and gets the win over Cordonia, then cuts a promo. Trey comes out. He admits to jumping Tommy Dreamer because somehow or another Sammy needed to jump Tommy to protect Trey from Trey. It was an interesting little, again, a, a spider web he wove there. And he made it make sense in the he's full of crap way. Yeah. But, but by the same token, uh, Trey's not having any of this. They wind up. Uh, getting into it, uh, dude. Callahan threw it, threw Trey into the ring, laying down, and then grabbed a chair and just tossed it into the ring, and it like hit the dude. And I was like, oh. "Ow!" Which is the if you're going to go into a program with Sammy, random acts of violence, even when he's not trying, happen to you. That's just the way it's going to roll. You know, I mean, you're hoping it's not a thumbtack. Yeah, you know? but a chair sucks too. Now, I glossed through all of that because I wanted to get to this. Press conference, Tony Khan, Jay Lynn, Rich Swan, Scott Damore, Don Callis, Omega are going to come out late. It's a press conference. And Tony, Scott makes a point of saying, look, if you think that there won't be a finish in this match because they're both champions, let me promise you, Tony has assured, I have assured that won't happen. He cuts to Tony. Tony says it will be an AEW ref. We have never not had a finish in a championship match. That's true. Which is a really cool way of pointing out that they absolutely don't pay attention to rules yeah. in title matches. Very funny. <laughs> but a cool way to do it, right? No matter what, we're going to have a finish. Because basically, our title matches are no DQ. Which is... I, you know what, though? I don't even mind it. Because... Why not, right? Let's just admit it and move on from it, right? And so, but, dude, I want to say I'm not a huge... I know a lot of people love Omega on the stick. I'm not a huge Omega on the stick guy. I am a kind of a huge Don Callis on the stick guy. Omega gives a calm, I'm that guy promo in this press conference where he matter-of-factly winds up saying to Rich, look, I've been... How did he say it? Let me get this right. I was put on this earth to create change. You're here because you really love wrestling. I love that. And boy, it was good. And then when it was done, he stuck his hand out and said, this will be the last time I'm cordial to you. Okay. And he said, so shake my hand. And if he would have just shook his hand right there, I would have been like, that was a boss promo. But he did want to just slap him, which is oh, yeah, which is like, oh, man, and that totally pro wrestling. Of course, that's what he did. But I would have marked out if he had just shook his hand and walked away like, you don't deserve to have my venom. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And But we are going to get – this is a huge night because – we're going to have a belt collector when this is over. There's no way Rich wins. I, I don't foresee and, that. You know, a uh, couple of notes. Mauro Ronaldo is supposed to be the on, the on the stick for that match, dude. And I, you know, there were some releases. 
WWE, of course, released some some pretty big names. And Scott commented on a couple of those people not being there. Um, uh, Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea Green. Now, she date, she's married to Cardona? Cardona, yeah. Okay. She's a star she walks in there. And that whole women's system is tailor-made for the Iconics. Dude, I, I can't. Okay, I can't get into that. I talked about this. At you don't think so, Nick? No, no, no. I I agree completely. Uh, yeah, it's okay. just for me the iconics were like perfect for WWE. I that that's just the confusing part, right? For me, okay, but yeah, they, they'll be good in Impact. They'll be good kind of anywhere they go. It, but the more promo and freedom they have, well, there's the also a tag team division there. Yes, there is a like, legitimate. Right. Tag if team. you stick them over in AEW, it can work. Right. It absolutely can. But which one of them is the singles wrestler? Unless you de- develop a tag division, you know that's the only thing. You know, which is who cares? It's wrestling. They can figure it out. But I think they'll kill it as 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 a, a tag team, and it would really bolster their division. You know. Um, I just wanted to point out uh, also a funny moment in the press conference. Dave Meltzer poses a question they got you know the guy up there and he's like oh we have a question from next from dave meltzer of wrestling observer and mm-hmm. don Callis goes dave meltzer from tony khan inc <laughs> <laughs> which, exactly <laughs> which is it was just it was funny man don don Callis is the man whip, whip smart just so fast he is so fast with it dude it's so fast but it almost like he's on and i'm not saying i'm not accusing anybody of anything it's almost like he's on pain pills <laughs> but he's not. Like if you've ever seen, you ever seen Where the Buffaloes Roam or uh, no, I... oh that what's the one, the Vegas one where Johnny Depp plays the reporter. It's the same reporter in both movies. Um, God, Bill Murray plays him in the other one. Uh, right, Hunter S. Thompson. In both the Johnny Depp and the Bill Murray versions, uh, Don Callis has that same delivery style. Which is incredible in its own way. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. He's so funny. He was literally sitting like next to Tony Khan too. Was the funny part. Yeah. Um. Let's let's go on to AEW though, because I think that's more important right now. Because impacts AEW anyway right now, right? And I don't mean in a bad way. I mean that in right now, what's going on with Omega matters greatly to what's going on and the Good Brothers to the other. AEW begins. Okay, interesting. This is the first non-competitive show for both them and NXT this week, right? Mm-hmm. You're not against something. We get to the seven-minute mark before people touch, which I thought was interesting because normally when I watch AEW, we are immediately fighting. Yeah, like they're already in the ring. Yeah, there's no announcement. It's, hey, we're here at Clutch. You know what I mean? Right in the middle of the ring. Pop, 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 pop. And we're off and running. They did take the time to set some things up prior to this match, which I thought was cool, and I thought it did work as a change of pace of what we normally get, right? We get the Bucks telling us why they have um, made their way back to heels after really an extended two-to-three-episode period of baby faces. And then you have MJF rolling up on Tyson, and they have a little back and Fourth again, where Tyson winds up eating paper. Okay, so I, I was watching this and he was tearing it up, and I'd be like, it would be hilarious if he ate it, and then he ate it, and I was and like, he spit it on him. Perfect. 
It was perfect. Yeah. I like literally, I manifested that, I feel. I yes. like, it would have been hilarious if he just like put it in his mouth. I'm in Mike Tyson's head. Yes. I'm in Mike Tyson's head. Yes. All right. AEW, uh, we have the death triangle. Two parts of it. Two Phoenix, parts. Death, death line, I would really call it. Correct. Correct. Or, um, it's, it's not obtuse. It's, it's an acute triangle, or it's an acute angle. Right. Well, the, see, death, I, see, the death acute angle. Actually, let's have a little philosophical discussion. It's really acute because it's Phoenix, because he's adorable. Oh, yes. He's adorable. Uh, the triangle, the death triangle, do you think the members are the lines or the points? Because if, they, if they're the lines, then they are, or if, if they are the points, then two of them is a death line, because right. connection but between two the points lines, the and they're the acute angle. Yes. The well, I mean, yes. What if they're the center? What do you mean? What if they're the center? That's what not if, how a triangle works. But if they're the 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 part engaged in the middle, this is like a, a philosophical Holy Spirit apple but, discussion. You know what I mean? But what if they are the middle? They lose. Here is the point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they're against the young bucks. And the tell that this is a, a, a rated five stars match. It is, um, I won't say that the Bucks wrestled incredibly differently than they normally do. However, they were a little slower than, not slow by any means, because they don't do that. No. But there was a little bit. I'm not talking about the moments in which Matt was making fun of Young Bucks and letting you know that I'm done with the crowds. I'm talking about just the pace of the match itself was just a little bit slower than normal and I have to be honest I kind of liked it yeah absolutely it allowed for some things to breathe a little bit more than normal with them because sometimes they can do so much that you're two moves ago and, and somebody's bouncing off somewhere Whoa. else or whatever yeah right and so I did kind of like the pacing of this and I um I, like you told me off screen um Bermuda Triangle is what's in the middle, by the way. Right? Because that's where you get lost, in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. That's true. So maybe Death Triangle is like a Bermuda Triangle. You want to get back to the match? Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. So, you like you said, there was never, like, you never thought, well, they're going to lose the titles here. And it sucks a little because you have such a fantastic opposition, right? And to have them in a position where we're utilizing... Phoenix, who we all hope winds up being a TV champion or champion champion. Pac, who we would like to be a TV champion or champion champion. Or both of them champ champ at some point. I'm going to be real surprised. Or both, which could be tag champs. You would like to feel like they're serious competition instead of speed bump in my storytelling of who I actually am, which is kind of what it was, right? So I get, I get where you're coming from. I also get where Meltz looks at it and goes, that's exactly what I like in my pro wrestling. Because, I mean, dude, the execution is incredible. The Young yeah. Bucks Well, look adding, at the guys you have. Oh, my God. Unreal. <laughs> right? Unreal. Yeah. And, I, and I do like all the, the Bucks shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've said it before many times. My favorite version of the Bucks was, like, New Japan Junior Tag Champs, where they were just huge jerks. Just right. constantly just yelling, yelling things and, and just, just being... Kind of a little, a little bit goofy, right? But mean. For me, who I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge Omega guy. I'm not a huge Bucks guy. 
So for me, this was a watershed episode for me because I, especially on the heels of the press conference on Impact, because all of a sudden, and it's got to do with Callus, but we'll get to the the little backstage vignette. I really kind of enjoyed them this episode, and really did. It really hit me in a way where I was like, man, that's that's probably what everybody else has always seen, and for whatever reason. But you know me, I can I can not like something for two and a half years and still keep watching it. And, oh, yeah. and then like all of a sudden it's like, oh, epiphany. You know what I mean? This is really cool. But um, but not that I didn't like. Omega yeah. has great matches sometimes. And, and he has great matches all the time for everybody. For me, he has great matches sometimes. But I do see those. Uh, same with the buck. You know what I mean? But it's anyway, we'll move on because we don't need to discuss me so much. Hey, man, drinking with the Dark Order. Uh, well, actually, Dark Order's not drinking. Only Hangman is. He gets asked a question about the Bucks, and he decides that he's going to go get everybody dinner. Yeah. Which was good. <laughs> I thought it was good. Um, Jericho backs, backstage explains to us the Tyson friendship. This, I guess, is a good version of course correction where they didn't really explain that before. Basically, when we decided to change the airs of our, to... Uh, make amends for the errors of our ways. I picked up the phone and called Tyson first to let him know that I, I know I had wronged him previously on a Monday night somewhere in the world. Fair enough. I'll take it. Red Velvet versus Jade. Very good? Uh, Red Velvet versus Jade. I actually wanted to talk about this match a little bit. Let's because do it. I really liked it. I thought it was just really solidly put together. Mm-hmm. Really pretty well executed. And for how green both of these wrestlers are, I was impressed. Yeah. And I think, I mean, Jade's a, a freaking star. I just, again, she's, she's. Everything's there. Whatever it is, she has it. And I don't want to undersell Red Velvet. I know in like a, a comparison way, it's like Jade looks like she came down from a mountain delivered from God or is God, depending. Mm-hmm. Um, but Red Velvet is also pretty daggum good. Dude. AEW fans are not going to like this. Okay, I'm ready. Red Velvet has a little Sasha to her. Okay. No, I, I feel that. She's incredibly coordinated. Yeah. She seems to be very willing to hurt herself. Her, not yeah, not her like athleticism and selling. Yeah, they, yeah. they seem to come from the same like place, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like like I always wanted to be a wrestler place. Yes. You Just know, very passionate. Right. Whereas, whereas, also very athletic, very wanting right. to make the match great We're, at the expense of their own bodies. <laughs> right, right, right. Not the expense of their competitors. Yes. Because one thing like Cargill is in that place that a a Cena was in at one time or a, a Ron Simmons or where I was an athlete. I got here and now I'm learning how to wrestle. But you can look at me and see that I'm imposing. You can look at me and tell that I'm a star. Like you said, whatever it is, I got it. I just got to figure out when I put this move here and that move there, and then I'm off and running. Honestly, that, you know, I mean that—that's always the thing with with prospects like that is is putting a match together. So right. for this match to be, I know they they probably did not have a whole lot of input. <laughs> I imagine this was a heavily managed match. Correct. Um, but I do think it works. It worked beautifully. It worked. I mean, it was just it was a great match. Right, right, right. I, I, I really was, enjoyed. I was very it. impressed. I really enjoyed. I also it as well. I do want to give a shout out. I do love. Getting billed from uh, your mama's kitchen, straight from your mama's kitchen. I love that. It's perfect. Right. Now, Britt, you know what? I'm glad these two segments were, were near each other. There was, Britt, there was a Reedy large amount of women. And Tony, uh, 
talked and she was respecting the rankings again explaining how red velvet had just lost therefore she would drop below her in <laughs> the break got the chart in the ratings because that would give her one more loss along with the or the same amount of losses along with Brit having more wins and Brit did say hey I, again I'm going to be on elevation I'm proving my medal moving my way to this championship to get the boring sheet out of your way I think those were kind of her words pretty close too uh, so I'm not trying to take a shot at Cheetah. I'll no. do that later probably. Um, point being that Britt needs to get that belt soon. I'm hoping Because that. probably next fall your champs, Jade. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get the belt on Britt. You know what I mean? <laughs> and maybe somebody else because Jade will probably be a heel too, so... You need to be able to get it on Brit, let her have it for a little while, transition to some baby face, and then move it to. Because, dude, I can't see her not being the guy a year from now. Honestly. You know what I mean? I know they kind of like to take those things slow, but I mean, she already looks pretty daggone good. Right. Well, another thing is, too, like. She's also probably receiving a lot, a lot, a lot of training, which is good. Well, the other thing is, too, like. Goldberg wasn't the best wrestler on the show. He was the lightning rod. And sometimes you do that. Just Stone Cold was your champ. The Rock was your champ. It wasn't because they were the best wrestlers. You know? Hogan was your champ. He didn't out wrestle Psychosis, uh, Super Crazy, Mysterio, Guerrero, Jericho. <laughs> Let me name like 99% of the other Give me that card. Give me that card. And Brutus the Barber Beefcake was the only one he could out-wrestle, right? <laughs> but he was a star. Therefore, you know, and he could tell a story. I'm not, yeah, yeah. But, but you know. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Anthony Ogo, Ogogo? Ogogo. Ogogo versus Cole Carter. They almost didn't have enough time to explain how tough a go-go is before he hits an uppercut in this dude's gut and this guy's down. He's done. A lot of controversy here. Were you okay? Um, It's fine. I mean, I just, I don't think it's, I wouldn't have done that if I were in their position. Like, I, I do think Anthony Ogogo is really, like, again, we really like his presentation. Uh, I really like the, the fact that he had, like, the Olympic rings that spelled out his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. O-G-O-G-O. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought that was really clever. They'll probably sue him for that, but. Right. <laughs> If I were to nitpick this segment, I would say have him hit him somewhere other than just right in the belly. Yeah. Like, if you want to go to the old oxbow shot to the heart, okay, more sense. You've seen boxers go down from liver punches. Yeah. So if you would, if you would just get a little more specific to where he lands these punches, it'd be a little bit – it could kind of work around the fact that we see people get hit with chairs and continue matches. Yeah. You, you see where I'm coming from on that? Absolutely. But by the same token, I, I didn't have a problem. He, he's, he's a, he's, you, in, you introduced him. He's in this faction that you want to do something with. So you kind of got to put him in the ring. So then you have to have a way. You put him in there with somebody nobody knows. One punch, it's over. I was kind of hoping to actually see him wrestle, though. I think that's probably my biggest disappointment was I actually wanted right. to see the wrestler Wrestle. Wrestle. Right. Correct. I get it. I get it. Dax Howard versus Jericho. And man, Jericho had a big week this week on and off on and off screen. Well, on multiple platforms, we'll put it that way. Uh I dude, this is what did you think about this match? 
Smash was pretty good. It ended up being a bit of a mess, but it was always going to be. Yeah. I like the I like the punch from Tyson. Yeah, um Jer- Jericho of course winds up going over here, but I thought that I tell you what, man. Dax is more Arn Anderson than you think. Oh, for sure. Arn was that guy that you had to go through and he was also that guy that they would put people in the ring with to make them look like good wrestlers. And that I'm a, dude, Jericho has had some performances over the last little while that I thought, man, I don't know how much longer, you know, oh, or, yeah, or looked, just he looked good in this match though. He was great. Yeah, he was great here. Dax was great here, and I was really happy to see it. You know what I mean? Because I, dude, Jericho's too much to show to be huffing and puffing in the middle of a match because he's going to get matches. You know what I mean? And I and I felt like. His timing was crisp. And a lot of that, I think, is Dax. I think Dax is really, really good at pro wrestling. Oh, for sure. And so, anyway, I, I enjoyed this. And then um, Iron Mike gets put into our inner circle, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Right? Don Callis runs off Marvell and then begins to call it like he sees it. I thought it was fantastic what Callis was saying about you wanted the old Kenny Omega, you got it. You wanted the old. I love it when he does this. You wanted the old, uh, young Ken, bucks, young by God bucks or Kenny by God Omega, Omega yeah. right? And he just laid it out. I felt like he was great here. It was the 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 way the Good Brothers didn't have the the stick, but they mentioned how great Don was on the stick. They said little things like, oh, you get me excited when you talk like that. Oh, you get me excited. When they were so good in that hype man, uh, Flavor Flav to Don Callis's Chuck D role. And, you know what I mean? It was so good compared to what they normally do, which is, you know, tell weird jokes and stuff. You know what I mean? And then uh, Matt was good when he had the stick for a second. And um, then instead of them super kicking the cameraman, Don does. Right, I like that. It had, you know, what it had a feel to. What's that? It made it felt cool. Yeah, I it agree. felt cool. Yeah. It had that early NWO feel. A little bit NWO wasn't funny in that way, funny, but it had a little bit of when the NWO first came on the scene. It was so cool because because Scott and Kevin are cool. You know what I mean? And, and they can't help it. It just oozes off of them unless. It, you know, I won't go there. This had that feel. A dangerous cool. Yeah. A modern take on that. Which was what we we're going for all along, right? Yeah, absolutely. Which is the first time I felt like the elite as a unit were really like that. If Bang. that makes sense. That's what I'm saying. This this episode really did things for me here. Okay, Thunder Rosa is coming for the belt. And we can't wait. Very excited. Very excited. Yeah. Trish Stratlander is back. She is healthy. She is wrestling, uh, I believe her name is Amber Nova. Yes, Amber Nova. And this was somewhat of a squash oh, yeah. with all of the best friends in Orange outside. I do think it is important to note that she has almost, she never looked bad. No. She looked she almost looks great. Different. 
like like a different person. Like her build was different. Dude, like dude, her shoulders yeah, were broader. Absolutely. She was. Uh, Jr. said something super clumsy, but I totally get what he was trying to say. He wasn't being like, "Oh, she lost weight, so she looks better." I do absolutely do not think that was his no, intention. She no, she looks like a more functional athlete. Yeah, oh yeah, she just like her build is just better. She right. looks great. The the hair right. color uh, being great, uh, different is great. The right. the eye makeup. And if you were I like say- the eye makeup way more. And honestly. if you were saying that about. Uh, a male athlete, the transition would be easier and people wouldn't be so... And Jared has a history of being a little clumsy in that area. Yeah. So when he said it, I think there wasn't as much offense as there was worry. Oh, please, Jared, don't... Well, I heard him say okay, that. Good. He said, okay, I good. don't think this is going to be politically correct to say. I was like, oh, oh JR, God. JR, I'm begging you. Yeah. I'm yeah. begging you. But then he said something which was like, okay, that could be misconstrued, but I don't... I absolutely no. don't think and, he meant anything and, bad about it. She never looked overweight or anything no, like no, that. No, 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 no. It's just she looks closer to what a perfect build for an athlete would oh, be her yeah. size. And and just in practice as well, she looks great. She moved, she, she moved very fluidly. It's I, I she came back and she's just better in every right. aspect. It's kind of crazy. Uh, some people get injuries and then they come back just unbelievably better. It's right. crazy when that she, happens. She coupled whatever rehab there was with cardio with weightlifting with ways to Just be working. stronger and looking yeah. better yeah she and, looked and great i mean when she came back and she did the uh the move on penelope through the table mm-hmm. she just lifted her up easy yeah it was smooth that's because I, right. I always worry when people come back it's like oh their first move especially if they're doing something it's like well they don't haven't done it often she did it perfectly boom she right. just looks strong now it's awesome right now team taz is backstage <laughs> and Ricky says why are we waiting on this doofus talking about Christian yeah and Taz says well you know what maybe you should just hang back and Cage comes in with hey you should hang back because you're you know maybe you should hang back too and I thought that was weird but we get there and this was a neat way to set up the future of what winds up happening oh, yeah. right because as Christian is doing his interview and talking about he's, he's dressed ready to fight um, he he's I, I I guess going to do some form of an open challenge is the way it looks like to him. Taz interrupts, says you need to give me an answer. Christian's like, well, I did want to tell you backstage, but since you've come out here and decided to make this a public thing, I'm glad you're standing on those three steps so I can tell it to your face, which was so <laughs> dude. Whole, if you whole segment was so money. If you've never heard Christian work on a stick much. He is very tongue in cheek, very sarcastic, and very slick. And he you don't unless he's playing the buffoon, you don't get out in front of him on the stick. He's smarter than he's not smarter no. than you, but he's good at talking he's he's a pain in the ass. Yeah. He grew up as a pain in the ass. I love, in, in <laughs> a good sure. way. In oh, a good way. Sure. You know? Uh, but Taz rebuts by saying, oh, I'm staying on my wallet. And Christian goes, oh, that indie hall money. Bingo. Bingo hall money. <laughs> he goes, yeah. He goes, if I was standing on my wallet, I'd be way taller than you. And he was like, oh, that bingo hall money, right? And Taz and, goes, oh, I got other money. Yeah, I got money you wouldn't believe. Yeah, and which, it's, it's just, it feels like he got stung and he didn't have a great comeback. He didn't. Perfect for he that, didn't. For that moment. And you got to remember, too, Christian just came off Fox money. That wasn't even a WWE contract Shit. he was on. <laughs> Probably made... <laughs> a lot more than he made in WWE. Shoot, I don't even know, man. Right. Well, and you remember, like, he's, again, you know, dude, it was perfect. The whole segment was perfect. Hobbs got mad. Dude, Hobbs looked Came great. down, attacked Christian. Christian got beat up, which was the point here. 
We're setting up a match, I believe, next week. Yeah. It's a super show next week, basically. You oh, know? dude. I mean, uh, Darby Allen versus Jungle Boy got added to the card. Which, yeah, right. come on. Right, right, right. I remember he put, he put out, like, oh, he put out, like, the top five rated men. Mm-hmm. He's like, Tony Khan, pick any one of these guys. And I was looking at the list, and I was like, well, Jungle Boy is kind of the only guy who can take an L on this list. Yeah. So I assumed it would be him. But even if I had to pick, if I had the choice, that match is more I would have picked Jungle Boy. Right. And so... Christian gets beat up. Hobbs looks like a killer. But if Starks and Cage are out there with... That's what's so smart about the way they booked it. If those two guys are out there with them, then there's no way Hobbs should be the guy to go attack Christian. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it looks like Christian's going to have to fight Hobbs. Then he's going to have to fight Cage or Stark. Then he's going to have to fight Stark or Cage, whichever one he goes. you know, And that's kind of going to be the route for him, it looks like, till Which is great. something opens up. Right, and so I do like it. And I do think Starks is very, very good. Working with Christian would be good for him. Cage has been around the block. Working with Christian would still be good for him. Oh yeah, Hobbs absolutely be good for him to work. Literally being in the in the same vicinity as Christian Cage will be good for you. Right, correct, correct. So you, this you is, can ask him one question and it could be enlightening. Right, right. Or it be in the ring and him just say, "Hey, slow down," and you get oh. You think that's why this matters, right? That's why that matters. Or he can say, "Hey, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna beat me up a lot here." You know what I mean? And then I'm gonna do this, and then and it'd be like, "Well, why would he want me to beat him up if he's the, like, why did Christian, why does Hobbs beat up Christian right out the shoot like that? Even though he didn't really get to jump on him, he walked down there at him because Christian knows the story is nothing if I beat up Hobbs here." What's he supposed to do? Start hulking up? Right, right. But a lot of stars would be like, no, 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 no. We're not. We're I'm not. gonna get get my my I'm, stuff in. I'm new to the company, by God. I'm here. You've gotta protect me. I'm beating everybody. Right, right, right. Christian's looked really vulnerable every time we've seen him, which has been great. It's been great for storytelling. That's just exactly, and it and it, and it helps the worker premise because my matches are gonna be long because I because I'm in, in jeopardy a lot but I work through it right yeah okay so moving on we get a false count anywhere Darby Allen Matt Hardy matches our main event uh the coffin drop from the heavens he climbed the uh light pole fixture thing and jumped backwards onto for the finish I thought the match was a lot happened we had a dark order come out with sting. We had the Hardy family out. Sting slowly walking around, beating up people and tossing them out of, or pushing them out of the ring was wild. Yes. <laughs> there, there was, there was. I mean, the match just was completely chaotic at one point. But I, I well, that's what you get. I mean, yeah, it was a. It's it wasn't bad. There weren't rules, so no. yeah, absolutely. There's false yeah. count anywhere. Right. Um, I thought, Matt, I thought Matt did great. <laughs> Matt yes. was another one of those guys like Jericho where I was like, I sometimes watch him and I'm like, is he, he's pretty much nearing the real tail end of his career. Right. And then he goes out there and just has a match like this and it's like, oh, this is great. But this is his wheelhouse too. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, being able to take his time getting out of the ring. Being able to, I did this really impactful thing. I can take my time again for a minute. Those kind, that Those play to the older... God, it's not a Tommy Dreamer match as we've talked about, but it's it's in the same like world. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. And it, it it caters to what he's able to do now at this point in his career. And 
Darby jumping on top of them really worked. I thought this was a fantastic way. They had 1.4 million people watch the highest rated segment. I think they averaged 1.3 or something. That's awesome. That's just awesome. Fantastic debut solo. No competition from them. See, what what kind of blew me away uh, with the... I mean, the, I always knew the episode would do better. But even, even then, like this episode was really good. But I think the important part of it is that they featured upcoming stars. If that makes sense. Yes, there was Jericho, Mike Tyson in the highest rated segment. That's That was always going to happen. Right. But Chris Statlander uh, returning. You get Darby Allen beating Jade. Matt Hardy. Jade Cargill. It, it was, I think it's a really important moment. The Young Bucks. The Young Bucks uh, versus Pac and Phoenix. Because they're young, so they're up and coming. Yeah. It's in their name. Nick, I think Nick got uh, hair plugs. <laughs> I do. Oh, well, that part of him's young. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe about a week old, perhaps. But no, it's just, I, I do feel like they're, the fact that this episode did so well and also they featured young upcoming talent that they are developing is a really good thing. And and featured the women's division, which hasn't always been featured. Yes, dude. three Like three talking segments, two, two matches. Yeah. Shoot, I mean, neither of the matches were particularly long, but it was, I mean, yeah, shoot, and they and they held their audience Absolutely. throughout the time period, which is great as well. I, I'm thoroughly impressed, very happy with the show. You as well, very much so. All right, so this is me, KP, my man Jared, Go Home Heat Production, copyright 2021. Check out the the Gin Project, G I N N Project dot com, and go. Home.